This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Super Vegan Brian, and I'm joined by Stolas, the stealer of soul. I don't know. Sealer of ass. Oh, oh no, Stole no, that. I'm gonna Stole redo it. Ass. I'm gonna redo it. I'm Stole Super ass. Big and Brian. And there was this guy who went into a um bank and stole millions of dollars. And then this other fella came up and and um took less than that. Stolas is here today. No. <laughs> I stole less. I'm so glad that I could be the person who steals slightly less than a bank robber. We need to get somebody that's better with puns on the show to come up with an official nickname. I think this is the call out to Brent. <laughs> we'll do an entire episode on puns. Oh, that'd be so fun. A it would pun be episode. almost inintelligible. <laughs> Or unintelligible? Unintelligible. Uh, it will be... Hmm, it'll definitely be silly. We should do a pun episode. I would love that. That would be cool. But um, we're um, we're not doing that episode today. We A little while back, we played a game called Silly or Serious, where we took turns asking the host, Silly or Serious. It was sort of like Truth or Dare, but with Silly or Serious. We're going to do that again today, but with a twist. I'll get into that later. But first... Uh, first, we're going to play everybody's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You? Using our patent-pending Mike Myler widget system to vote on who you think had the nerdiest few weeks i know that's not the actual thing but yeah we don't we don't vote with two people there's no voting with two people we just share nerdy stuff we did it's not i mean we're we're both gonna like the other thing that the other person did but voting is not is kind of weird when there's just two no voting just share a bunch of nerdy stuff sound good sounds fine to me um did you put in the chat that you wanted me to go first Yes, please. Oh, okay. Um, what did I do that was nerdy? I did not prepare for this. Um, I know I did nerdy things. Um, I I had a birthday and um I got I people asked me what I wanted for my birthday and I asked for board games that you could play with people or by yourself and my best friend Sandro sent me Seventh Continent and it's epic. <laughs> if you play it by yourself or you play it with people, it is you it takes like 18 hours to play it. It's sort of like a role-playing game like that. The whole point of the game is you go to the seventh continent and you're trying to discover the source of this curse. And it's like a card and dice game, but it goes on forever. Um, The nice thing about it is it has a save mechanic. So you can save your progress and then start playing it another time. So you can like have friends over and play it every once in a while. Kind of like a role playing game, but a board game. That's actually really cool. So um, what's the win condition? You have to discover the source of the curse. Um, What I've. What I've heard it described as why it takes so long is because you're actually exploring the entire continent. You're like, you have to like, I mean, it's like an epic quest in card game form, board game form. Apparently it's an older game. I just hadn't heard of it before, but I love the fact that you can play it by yourself. Yeah, I've never heard of this game either before. Uh, does the source of the curse change every time you play? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's replayable. I tried watching a YouTube video on it, and it was like super, super complicated, so I'll probably be sitting down and reading the instructions and trying it sometime. It it was like, I it, the, the video lost me right away. If it was simple mechanics, I probably would, it would probably would have been helpful, but it was like, no, it, it's going to be manual read time. Um, Heather gave me the expansion to Epic Battle Wizards of Mount Skullfire. 
What's that one about? Okay, that sounds pretty cool. I think you played that um, at my going away party back in 2018. Did I? Yeah, there, uh, David brought it to my going away party, and we all played it. You like get you have you have a hand of cards, and you have to put combination spells together, and they have like offensive and lewd names. Um, I'm gonna be honest. This doesn't sound familiar to me. Yeah, we played it. We, it was. It was. Maybe you know, we I'll trust. Maybe I'll you trust don't remember because mine. of habanero poisoning. I know. Yeah, I know. We did the habanero thing. I know that much, and that was that was a lot of a lot of spiciness. That was a lot. That was so spicy. <laughs> I remember you got really sick. Oh, so bad. I I puked all over um uh, Mike bathroom. and Katie's bathroom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you got really sick. I'm glad you got all those board games. That sounds so fun. Oh, we really like Epic Battle Wizards. I got it for my birthday last year, and the first thing I wanted was the expansion. I was like, expansion. <laughs> Heather was like, pretty... I don't want to get you a present. That's for both of us. And I'm like, we're not going to buy it unless it's a present for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been like, um, has it been pretty fun? Have you and Heather been playing it together? No, no, we're not a big fan of two player games. We wait for friends and we'll, we'll have friends over at some point. We play it every single time we have friends over. Everybody really likes the game. It's a lot of fun. It's, um, it's one of those last man standing games, but it's last man standing twice. You get a token if you, you didn't die. And if you make it through two rounds, you win, which if you're playing it with four or five people, that can take forever for one person to get two tokens so we've only completed the game once we usually just have a whole bunch of fun playing the game and go i think we're done <laughs> um so far i think my favorite board game has been um i think it's called spirit island that was a fun one i think i have that i think it's a co-op game it's yeah. a co-op game so like yeah you're not playing against people you're playing against the game itself and the idea is that like People are coming over from like another country to colonize this island and you play as like the spirits that the that the indigenous people of the island worship. Oh no, that's and different. you're I trying to and you're trying to stop the like colonizers from um basically taking over the island and killing all the indigenous people. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. It's really cool. Um, it is pretty hard. It's one of those games where it's like you're gonna lose a lot before you actually start winning. Like, like in the beginning, you're not strong enough to really fight off the the colonizing forces, and they just get stronger and stronger every turn. Um, so you're really hoping that in the end, you and your like teammates can come up with a victory at the end, which um, which we did when we played. Me and my friends, we were able to win, but um, it is pretty hard, and don't expect to win early. <laughs> Like you're going to it's going to be one of those things where it's almost like a movie where it's like things look really bad before they get good kind of situations. I'll have to check that one out. That sounds cool. I, I love the idea of that you're playing as the spirits and you're trying to stop people from the from inhabiting the island. That's really cool. I've played some fun board games going to um, demo days at at game shops and i haven't done that in a while yeah i haven't done that in a while either we have board games here at my house because i came from a house of like board game families so we have like a bunch of board games a lot of which honestly i haven't even played <laughs> like we just have a whole lot and i they're just there and i've not even touched them we bought castle panic when i moved to oregon and we haven't played it once hey wow that's kind of shocking i've heard some good things about that one i've played it before it's fun it's fun we just we, it's still shrink wrapped yeah the um Aww. The big, my favorite game I have is Lords of Waterdeep. Okay. I don't think I've played that one. Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's a really what, fun game. And it, it has a time limit. Oh, that's crazy. Okay. Well, it's based in Waterdeep. It's a D&D game. It's, right. uh, you know, Forgotten Realms, City of Waterdeep. And mm -hmm. you play a Lord of Waterdeep and you have to complete quests and like build resources and everything is worth points. And the person with the most points at the end wins. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, each round, a counter goes around the board, and at the end of the round, everybody tallies up their points and puts them in a pile, and then when you get to the last round, you count your points, and the person with the most points wins. It's pretty easy. Okay, yeah, that sounds pretty fun. And the um, quests have little modifiers for the rules and stuff, and you go to different places in the city, and it, if you've played D&D, &D, especially in Waterdeep, Everything is familiar. Oh, okay. Uh, we have a game in the house that we play a lot called uh, Manifest Destiny. I don't know if you've ever played it. No, I've read the comic book. Um, 
basically it's it's just a, you're playing a game in, about the history of the United States essentially and you do different things like um claiming territory um trying to get payouts based on the territories you have each one will have a certain like pro product that they're selling and then you get payouts and um you're trying to unlock technologies which cost money and basically yeah you're just playing through the history of America and when it comes to an end um you just see who has the most points kind of you know how people talk about monopoly and how it's the destroyer of families and relationships <laughs> yeah i have a different opinion of a different game that i think is worse than monopoly what diplomacy i've never played it is uh, my brother used to call it um um uh fuck fuck over your friends <laughs> <laughs> is it just a game in which like it's you're just sort of like risk other? but it's focusing more on the political stuff that sounds kind of fun actually yeah lots of backstabbing backstabbing is incredibly encouraged um but um diplomacy requires a lot of strategy and there are groups that have been playing it for years and think of it almost like chess in level of strategy because it's a very easy game to learn hard game to master type of thing mm. i Did always like stratego i always like that as far I as never chess like stratego, board games i like fun. stratego stratego it does sound a, fun it the um one of the pieces was a bomb and i always thought that was was cool did you did you hear about the um oh man what's that game it's like the oldest game ever in the chinese game with the with the black and white dots go go did you hear about the thing where they made a go ai and it was able to be like the best like go players ever and like this ai was like the top ranked like go player for a long time doesn't surprise and, me well and then it was beaten by like a um basically by a noob it, it was beaten by just some random person who basically knew enough about go to play it but they would they were nowhere near like a grandmaster or anything they were just like a normal person who maybe had been playing it for like a six months um and the reason why they were able to beat the ai is because the ai was obviously trained on like beating like high skilled players and and basically playing at that level so when this normal person was utilizing pretty normal basic like entry level go tactic it didn't know what to do oh like, that's cool because the ai was just like I don't know what to do with this. I don't like basically it, it did things based on what it would normally have done if it was going against somebody who was like a better player. But those things, those strategies when utilized against this human who didn't know as much about the game backfired. It's like a reflection on the philosophy of the game. <laughs> because there's like quotes about go it's like once you master the game you have to return to your roots and play like a beginner <laughs> it's just really interesting and i thought it was really cool because it kind of does show like a big flaw in the, the whole ai thing of at best an ai can only mimic what humans have already done but it can't like creatively think on the spot like a human and that's what allowed See? the like the, that person to win I would think they would redo the engine and instead of basing the engine on strategy, just base the engine on pattern recognition and then it could beat anybody. Um, I'm not sure what they based the engine on. They maybe did base on pattern recognition for all I know and that this person just abused that. Um, because that's a thing you could do too. You can once you know how an AI is programmed, you can abuse its programming against it. So I, I have other things I can share, but we should go back and forth on this. What was your was nerdy <laughs> with you? Um, I think the nerdiest thing I did this week um was honestly um we were talking about this before the show started. I was gonna um start doing my first like live stream on youtube so yeah i'm gonna like try to do like a youtube channel now and i guess the nerdiest thing i did was like basically trying to make connections with people and like talk with different people and see about setting up like um people to talk to so i guess that's the nerdiest thing i did was like networking <laughs> that you know content creation in itself is nerdy enough i mean and people aren't really aware of how much work there is behind the scenes to do it right right um especially like 
you'd think the very act of just like going to YouTube or Twitch and just like pushing the record buttons enough, but it's like, it's actually a little bit like there's actually things to it that like they don't tell you. So like example, I was supposed to start the recording yesterday, but I didn't realize this. I'd made a mistake. Um, before you can even live stream on YouTube, you need to verify the specific YouTube account you're doing it with. That's not a thing anyone tells you. They don't sit there and be like, oh, don't forget, you have to verify this beforehand. But like, no streamer is going to be like, oh, yeah, I had to like verify for 24 hours and then I can start streaming. Like, yeah, what did I, that. what did I tell you before you started, before we started recording? I know, I know. Doing a test stream. Yes, <laughs> that would have been smart. It, you never do your first stream as your live stream <laughs> are you using obs no i'm just gonna be streaming to youtube right now i'm not doing the obs thing yet i might do that later um but right now i'm just gonna be like uh streaming a direct conversation from discord to youtube until i can like get like a more complicated program like obs going i uh, are you are you gonna be a um vtuber no but the person i'm talking to just vtubing Ooh, because i i if you were a VTuber, what would your avatar be? Oh, I have no idea. You know, I have... Okay, a I did talking consider talking cartoon it. owl. I know. I will. I, I did think it would be kind of neat just because of the anonymity of it all. But um, the person I'm talking to, they're telling me, like... So they paid someone to make their VTube like, yeah. um, person. And they were like, yeah, they're pretty expensive. Um, theirs was like $250. And they can easily go up to like $1,000. And you need to get like a camera that can support the motion capture. Yeah. And yeah, a lot yeah. of people you can't get like use the, any camera. They get the haptic feedback gloves and all that stuff. That's so great. That's so much gear you need. That's wild. Yeah. The I I dove into that whole VTuber world and there's some really cool ones. I like the ones that have backstories that they're like, I'm trapped in YouTube and I have to collect the Chaos Emeralds. Let's play a video game. <laughs> <laughs> um I have a friend who does uh, something a little similar. He's not a VTuber, but he dresses in like, so his whole, his whole shtick of his stream is he dresses in like a Yeti costume. And um, there's like a whole, basically there's like a whole like um, virtual story, like a whole silly story in the background between him and the, and the chat of he's actually a Yeti in a human costume in a Yeti costume. That's, that's, wow, wow. <laughs> Wow. If we were voting, yeah, wow. Yeah, he'd probably win. I mean, for yeah, sure. Yeah, the Yeti would get votes. Not the human costume, just the Yeti inside That's the, the Yeti human inside the human costume, inside, inside the, the Yeti, Yeti costume. costume. Yep. Yeah. The, um, it's like the three, it's like the three, uh, like, squirrels in a trench coat, but it's like three squirrels in a human suit in a trench coat. I, I speaking of what we were talking about earlier before recording, I would like to see that footage, but not Yeti. But not a Yeti? Not Yeti. Oh, not no. We were talking oh about puns Jesus. before we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> not Yeti. Okay. Yes, I get it now. Oh, that flew right over my head. It feels so bad. <laughs> yeah, it was almost as if the pun was inside a normal language costume inside a pun costume. Are you okay? Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Why do you do this to me? I um um what did um what did happen that thing that was happening um oh yeah um i um nerdy thing um i spent some time on chat gpt and i started playing with the idea of writing a script for an episode with it that would be really fun I like, thought so it would fun. be fun to write an episode with ChatGPT and then we, and I mean from introduction to end, we feed it information to tell it what our show's like. We give it a outline because you can copy and paste stuff into it. We give it an outline and the names of us, basic descriptions of our personalities and say script and episode make it this long. And then I hand out the script to everybody who's going to be on and they read their lines. I think that would be fun. That'd and be, we wouldn't do it like a so not telling people what was going on. We would like yeah, have yeah. an introduction at the beginning where we let them know that we wrote it with ChatGPT. But I think that would be really fun. That it, would be really it, fun. It would be even more fun if we don't read the script beforehand so we could have natural reactions to it. What do we do if we come, if it comes across something wildly inappropriate and we're like, uh, it generally we shouldn't doesn't. say this. I've asked questions to ChatGPT and it it 
it usually um, checks the ethics of what you're saying, and it'll even tell you, like, if you ask it to do something unethical, it'll say, I can't do that. It, it's been okay, pretty good, good about that kind of thing. Well, I mean, more of like, because I know sometimes I like, I will get into like political conversations or topics, and you'll have to be like, Stolas, not here. And so I'm worried that we put that in the chat GPT, the chat thing will be like, did you know that Trump is blah, blah, blah? <laughs> it, that would be really funny and we'd have to keep that in i mean we have the out that we did it with an ai but i think that would be really funny i i'm almost tempted to edit the script and have you say things now let's <laughs> unlock they just get to say reaction. all the things they get to say all the things they've always wanted to it's say it's like we're all saying this generic script and you're like why are my lines so offensive <laughs> <laughs> why is everything i'm saying so wildly inappropriate it was the ai i don't know what you mean <laughs> that would be I, a good prank that would be a great thing to do to one of you guys on april fools i fully endorse this episode idea. but it would be it would be great to just have all of erica's lines be like super 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 proper oh my goodness that'd be great uh I no, I I, I want to make a like have it write a script and just do a quick. I'll I'll do a quick scan of it. I, I but I I think we should read it without knowing. Right, like going blind, just be like, what is this thing gonna make me say? Yeah, because there might be stuff that doesn't make sense. I I played around with the idea of scripting some um tales from the extra dimensional portal segments, and it came up with good ones. Oh, did it? Okay, that's yeah, cool. like it it came up with meeting Captain Kirk from Star Trek. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, it it came up with really good ones and the reason why is i'll probably use chat gpt if i ever have to do a solo episode because it would make it easier to get a script outline put together and to get a script made because sitting down and writing a script is something that would take me a lot of time yeah and i would like to have something to start with i wouldn't just plagiarize chat gpt i would use it as a starting point but in this specific case people, we would be giving chat gpt credit yeah i think most people do that like they like they'll use chat gpt to get like a like a start and then they'll be like okay i can work with this yeah it i was talking with one of the bosses at my work about it and i had used it to come up with some stuff and um i got an email from him later on that was like i like what people came up with i used chat gpt to come up with a few more and he did the same thing because <laughs> he he had said he hates writing emails but sometimes he just needs a starting point he he likes to edit but not write them mm. and i had i was doing some event i i think i shared this in another episode i was doing an event and i i used chat gpt to write the notification email to people and it thought of things i didn't think of it thought of um ways to make the event covid safe it thought of oh. um thanking people for helping the environment which i was focusing more on just giving people the date and time you know it did make a mistake and the mistake made me laugh my ass off so my event was an electronic waste recycling event and mm. chat gpt included be sure not to donate anything that's damaged <laughs> <laughs> and all I did was tell it that doesn't make any sense. It's an electronic waste event. We want damaged electronics. And it said, Oh, my mistake, and it fixed it. Yeah. So you gotta read what it gives you, or you'll end up never, with something like that. Right. You'll end up with something really weird. I've never used Chat GPT, so no, the best thing. Oh, it's so much fun. It's it's very useful. I use it to write code sometimes. Um, my favorite thing it did was I was asking it questions about the podcast and it got everything right. But it invented a nickname for Mikey. It called him the giant talking head Mikey. And I laughed my ass off. I was like, <laughs> that's so head. great. Wait, that's what you should do. You should ask ChatGPT what my nickname should be. That's a good idea. Let's do it now. No, I'll, I'll, I'll log in and I'll maybe that'll be bonus episode content because it, it's going to take me a bit to log in. Um, but that's really all I got. We had some good nerdy stuff. But um, silly or serious, I... Um, it is no, you know, we've been doing this show for seven years now and came up with the sillier serious things, change things up, make it fun for us. Um, I, um, asked a guy named Roku on my Minecraft server, um, what should we talk about? And he suggested we talk about Dragon Prince. And I went, I don't know if anyone's watched it, but animation sounds good. And I was like, well, we've talked about animation before, so let's play Sillier Serious. Um, for 
listeners who don't know what this is, it's like truth or dare, like I said at the beginning. Um, but we ask silly or serious, and then we ask silly or serious topic or question. Um, silly or serious is completely subjective. So we might get some interesting topics. So um, as host, I don't have to go first. So um, <laughs> Stolas, silly or serious? Okay, and it has to be about animation. Well, um, you just say silly or serious, and then I, I come up with the topic. Okay. Okay, Brian. Technically, silly or you're, serious. I'm going first, but yes, silly yeah. or serious, Brian. Yeah. So you, no, I'm I'm asking you, silly or serious, and I'll come up with the question. Silly, silly. Yeah, let's go, silly. All right. If SpongeBob was based at the bottom of a toilet bowl instead of at the bottom of the ocean, what would the houses be? Um, <laughs> are they still the same? Are they still the same sea creatures? Yes. Okay. Okay. So I feel like Patrick would live under instead of a rock, it'd be under like a giant like turd. Duh. Um, do they all have to be in the toilet? Yeah. Oh, there's some of them could be in the tank or in the pipes. Okay. I feel like Squidward would fit in the pipes. He's he's an octopus. They could squeeze in there. So his house is just the pipes. Yeah, he's just hanging on the pipes. And SpongeBob would just kind of be like stuck to like the side of like the toilet bowl. You know, it, and if you could modify them, SpongeBob wouldn't be like a sponge. He'd be like the air, the water freshener thing. The stuck to like the, side the, of the water freshener, bowl. right? I think, and then he'd have to be blue. SpongeBob would no longer be yellow. He'd be blue. Okay. What's the squirrel's name? Sandy. It's the same thing. It's just a squirrel in a space outfit. <laughs> Yes, just a squirrel in space outfit for no reason in the toilet. <laughs> yep, I like this. That wouldn't change at all. Um, Mr. Krabs would live at like, okay, so when I'm saying pipes for, for Squidward, I mean like the pipes outside the toilet. But I see Mr. Krab being like the hole of the toilet, like he's in there and like sometimes he pops out of the hole of the toilet. See, I would and, think that the the Krusty Krab would be inside the tank. Mm, yeah, that could be Because it's like the hub crab. of the plumbing system. That's yeah, no, that makes sense. There's just like a crab in there. I, I have to say, folks, I'm a little embarrassed that that's the question I came up with. I don't know why. I've never actually watched SpongeBob before. <laughs> there we go. That's 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 what it is. Yeah. Ugh. Patrick lives under a, a giant shit. SpongeBob oh is my God. The, the toilet cleaning blue thing. Squidward lives in the pipe and Sandy's just this just is a why this is why we like this format squirrel. Fuck, man. I why what is wrong with my brain? <laughs> oh, okay. Your turn. I love it. Wait, aren't you supposed to ask me silly or serious now? I did. No, you didn't say whether you wanted silly or I serious. I said silly or you have to ask me, silly or serious, and then I say it. It's like truth or dare. You have to play the format. I know it doesn't okay, make sense okay, that you're going okay, that you fine. have to ask me because I know, but you do. It's the game. <gasps> okay. Brian, silly or serious? Um serious. Serious. Okay. Mm. Who is your favorite character in Avatar The Last Airbender? Oh, that is a very serious question. Um, General Iroh. You you seemed like a General Iroh. I, right now, because my beard is unkempt, I look like General Iroh. Yeah, he just seems like he just seems like kind of like a you type person, you know? Just yeah. Like, um, seems like you. I so this is serious. So I got to answer it in a serious way. Um, I've read a lot about tea ceremonies and I always thought that culture was really cool and mm. I liked how they obviously did their research with General Iroh because he always treated it with like a lot of respect and it was a big deal and tea was like a passion. I always wondered where it came from though. I'd love to have some origin stories on Iroh. We got a little bit of it in flashbacks and how he lost his son and stuff but it would be, mm. I'd love to see more about that. A prequel of of Avatar would be pretty neat. Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool to like show like, hey, what like how did this lead up to this point? Like, what happened in those hundred years? There's probably comic books. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> there's probably comic books. Yeah, General Arrow is cool. He's 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 really cool. Speaking of Avatar, have you watched the Dragon Prince? No. Oh my god, dude! It's like the spiritual sequel. It's so good. Is it good? It's okay. so good. It's so it's worth checking out then. Yeah. Um. They had some issues with their animation process in the first season. If you if you are sensitive to that kind of thing, you will notice it. 
but if you know it going in, it's easier to take. Okay, I'll I'll give it a look. Yeah, but um, I'll, the I'll Dragon Prince you. is really good. It's it's made by the creators of Avatar, and it's it's very very good. And nice. and you're you'd be watching it at a good time because the new season's coming out this summer, and you got a lot to catch up on. It's but it it has um one voice from Avatar in it. The guy who voiced um Sokka. Oh, okay. Uh, voices the main character. Oh, nice, nice. I'm glad he's. He gets to be a main character. He was really funny. He's, but it handles yeah. it handles some very um, serious topics. Um, it has to do with um, ancient reasons for hate and getting over them. And it's a humans versus elves kind of thing, and it's 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 a really it, it really tackles some serious things. Um, I think it's a great show for kids. So it like tackles racism. Okay. Yeah, I mean a, a lot of I mean a lot of kids shows tackle these hard topics these days. Honestly. Yeah, but I I think it does it in a good way. It also doesn't veer away from showing evil and death, and I think those are good things to have in kids shows. Yeah, I think protecting kids from that stuff is not good. But at the same time, I I still have nightmares about the guy getting stabbed in the heart in Voltron. <laughs> a little intense. Yeah, I. I couldn't believe that was marketed as a kid's show when I was a kid. When I was a kid, when I was a little kid, I thought, wow. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, Brian. Oh, Billy, you're oh, serious. Oh, oh, oh. no, I'm, I'm supposed to ask you now. Oh, my gosh. It, have you ever played Truth or Dare before? Yes. Yeah, silly or serious. Okay, maybe I'm just getting confused. Um, okay, I did, we did silly last time, so serious this time. See, this is the part I'm not real prepared for. Um, you're not prepared for serious. No, no, serious is harder for me. Well, I, I, I had a feeling serious would be a bit of a challenge with animation. Um, okay, serious. We'll go deep. We'll go deep. Tell me how you felt when you heard about Kevin Conroy's passing. Um, I know you. I know you. You have some Batman the animated series experience. I know you. You don't yeah. have. A, I never watched it. No, no, no. I have. Okay. I just had to double check who who he was. The voice, um, voice, voice, voice. Right. No, I had to like double check because I was like yeah, names are hard. I'm not good with names. Um, no, that that actually that sucked and hurt a lot because um when I was a kid, uh the Batman cartoon, the like the one from the nineties, yeah, was like one of my favorite shows. I loved that show. And um obviously I'm not very good with names of actors and things like that, but I do kind of like Well, yeah, you knew who it was. Right. I have a I have associations with the people, even if I don't yeah. remember their names. Um and so that voice was always like, obviously, to me, that's Batman. Like, he's Batman. Um, I know that, you know, there's been like a bajillion renditions of Batman, but everybody has, and like, and there's like a bajillion renditions of Spider-Man and all those things, right? But to me, like, that's Bruce Wayne. Like, that's, that's what Bruce sounds like. He actually got to play Batman in live action in the Crisis on Infinite Earths Arrowverse special they did a while back what i did not know that that's yeah. so cool but he was one of those people that you didn't even know he was sick it, you know people keep their per private lives private and it always catches us off guard as as spectators yeah we have this tiny window into these people's lives and they get really close to us and it's like it, it's real shocking to find out like i i'm still reeling over what happened to tim curry um oh tim man yeah seriously the, yeah i but he um one thing if you watch interviews now with with him and he's he's still communicating with fans even though he had that serious stroke um speaking of like people that you you aren't aware of getting sick and people that you really like um did you hear um from uh do you watch the vlog brothers at all like hank green and and them yeah i i i watched the video yesterday yeah um at least it so uh listeners hank green is uh the brother of john green the writer of the fault of your stars and hank green is a science expert on youtube and tiktok and YouTube he does scishow good show hmm? he does scishow good show i've never watched that really oh it's a good show i um, i watch the shorts more and i watch the vlog brothers that makes sense okay yeah um i mean i knew there were lots of other projects um but uh he just did a video yesterday um on that he has um hodgkin's lymphoma and it's the most treatable form of cancer there is and he knew he was at risk already so i mean if you watch the video he doesn't sound scared to death because he'd been checking for it and he thinks they caught it early and he's trying to be strong and um but boy Boy, that hit me hard when a public figure makes announcements like that it's tough especially when it's these public figures like we're talking about like so a lot of those um 
a lot of um a lot of those like older actors where we didn't really know much about their life um it comes out of nowhere and that can sometimes really suck because it's like oh man i didn't even know this was a thing that was going on and now it seems like i'm gonna be losing this this person that's meant a lot to me um but with the new like way that the internet works and how we're basically clued in on a lot of the life of people that we like online not exactly everything uh, you know we don't know everything for sure but we know more now about the people that we like like the entertainers that we like we know more about them now than we ever have yeah so when you hear about them like going through stuff it this is very parasocial but it does feel like a friend is hurting and that like that sucks um again obviously obviously not our friend we don't we don't know these people but it still i think it still hits on that same emotional like feeling i still remember how sad i felt when i was a kid when vincent price died mm. and you know who i knew vincent price as as a kid would not the know. narrator from the thriller video and i was so sad when he died oh <laughs> Um, I think my grandmother had showed me some movies too, but I just remember knowing him as the narrator from the, the thriller narrator video. from the thriller video, right? Because the thriller the thriller video scared the poop out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> I heard a lot of like I heard it scared a lot of younger kids when it first came out. It was a comp it was the zombies a little bit at the beginning, the werewolf thing at the beginning a bit. The thing that scared me the most was Michael Jackson looking at the camera and his eyes turning into cat eyes and it like freezing on that and zooming in and you hear vincent price laughing in the background that's what got me it's more like that like that chill down the spine kind of feeling more like scream and hide in the bathroom for an hour oh no <laughs> yeah <laughs> poor little brian i wish i, I mean if you think about when thriller come out i was really small when i saw that. yeah you would have been really tiny like what maybe three i don't know what year did thriller come out um exactly three 1983 i was exactly three dang I got it on the money. You were three. Yeah, yeah. I was exactly three. And yeah, I think three is probably too young for watching any music videos, especially that one. Uh. <laughs> so good topic. This was this was very serious. <laughs> it happens. I mean, what's more serious than death? I mean, that's that's the thing you bring up when when you can't think of any other serious topics. You right. bring up death. You're like, you're like, what could be more serious than death? Probably nothing. Yeah, it, it's sort of like how you feel when I, I'm really glad you brought up parasocial relationships because it explains why you feel so close to celebrity. It's also why you feel betrayed when they do wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for it, sure. I mean, how many mixed emotions did we have when um, when Robin Williams had his tragic end? I mean, we were all affected by it. Yeah. Like, oh, um, here's a very clear example of this. I pray that this never happens. But like, if there's ever a day that we find out that like Mr. Rogers from Mr. Rogers neighborhood, if we ever find out that he was like a bad person or did some bad things that like I would be devastated his life I is very well documented so devastated. i don't think we're gonna have that problem i think he is a very good person i mean there's there have been people that have tried to discredit him over the years so we know that there's not he was just a good person trying to help people like, I, I love the idea that his big focus was on everyone is special and he 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 there's a there's a philosophy that he followed that I try to follow every day is treat every person you meet as a as if they're the most important person in the world. And I think Mr. Rogers actually believed every person he met was the most important person in the world. There's so many wonderful stories about him, like the story of why he would um say out loud that he was feeding his goldfish. I guess there was this like blind child who sent a letter basically saying that they were worried that they weren't feeding the goldfish because they couldn't see him feed the goldfish so mr rogers made it a point of every time he was going to say out loud that he's feeding the goldfish specifically for this one blind kid obviously there were other blind children but like it made him realize like oh there are kids who watch my show they can't see they and he made it a point to let them know i am feeding this goldfish and i think he started describing more things like he 
he yeah. he started thinking about that kind of thing, and I think that even led to having like disabled guests and stuff, and yeah, it, it was a whole thing. Yeah, like if there was one person I could say like that's my hero, that's the person I look up to, like I I like I want to like live my life to mimic that person, it would be Mr. Rogers, like hands down. So um, I believe it's your turn to ask me. Silly or silly. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, if you could live in the Simpsons universe, like in the neighborhood in Springfield, who would you want to live next to? Like, who would you want to be your neighbor? What did I do wrong in life to have to live in the Simpsons universe? It, That's not a good to place to wrong. live. I, I believe it, it is a form of hell. I mean, there's evidence in the show being that no one really knows where Springfield is. It's in this like nexus of the universe where people can be punished for all eternity. I mean, why do you think their skin is yellow? <laughs> so, okay, ask the question again. I'll take it seriously. Okay. Well, I mean... It's a silly question, obviously. No, but... no, no. I'll take the silly question seriously. This premise doesn't work if we don't take the silly question seriously. So you're in Springfield, okay? You're okay. now you're now a Simpsons character. You have to pick a place to live, like near one of the main characters. Who do you want to live near? Like who do you want to be your neighbor? Uh I want to live in the basement of the Simpsons. Like the Simpsons house? Yeah, I there's a reason because if I'm in the basement of the Simpsons. No, no, that's a bad idea because guess guess episodes never have good fates um, they do not <laughs> no um who do i want to live near oh god all the people on that shore oh barney that's the right answer living next to barney like barney is the truest soul on that show like the same apartment complex because he lives in an apartment right yeah or i could even be his roommate i don't care okay barney's obviously successful for him to be able to afford rent and drink as much as he does yeah he's doing something right i don't even know what he does but he's doing something right i mean he has magical powers that he can get kicked out of the bar and be in the bar at the same time <laughs> yeah he obviously his magic right he must be like a wizard or something oh man if we go to your weird theory of like the simpsons being like some weird like almost like nexus of like heaven and hell and earth and all that what if he's like god in secret i wouldn't be surprised did you have you watched any recent simpsons not watched any of the recent ones they did an episode recently where the simpsons was hacked by anonymous and on anonymous released deleted episodes <laughs> and one of the deleted episodes was um uh martin um was revealed to be an undercover cop and had a family and he was oh my married god. and had a family that's and he's actually so in his funny. 40s and had a glandular disorder that made him like a kid that's so funny <laughs> Basically, what they did was is they took all the rejected ideas and made them into skits. And they were all bad. Um, what was really funny is at the end, they played actual scenes from The Simpsons that really happened as rejected ideas. <laughs> and they were scenes that people complain about. Yeah, the whole... It, I don't watch a lot of Modern Simpsons because The Simpsons been is on so long i don't even think about it but on occasion i like to pick it up and sometimes they're mm -hmm. good simpsons has changed a lot but there's sometimes yeah, heard yeah i haven't seen i haven't seen the modern simpsons i've heard it's changed a lot obviously everyone says that's nowhere near as good but like and you hear nothing but bad things but i mean when a show's been on that long people are going to do nothing but complain about it i'm right, sure and i mean you know mixed in i mean nothing can last forever who would you live with who would i live with or next to or near simpsons mm. i think if you live near flanders it would be entertaining at least <laughs> yeah, he'd probably be supportive of you <laughs> that was my first thought i was like flanders would be fun uh i think flanders would be fun because you know at worst he seems like he's kind of a decent neighbor actually he has rage problems as explored in one episode <laughs> right like he doesn't seem like a really horrible neighbor not like like oh my god i couldn't imagine living next to like homer jesus but that must be horrible <laughs> This is why it's hell. Maybe, you know, and and um, one of the and the Simpsons is like a um, an amalgamation of evil. They're the lords of the underworld. <laughs> the Simpsons is the bad place. And if you go by the mythology of the Simpsons, it's probably those two aliens. Oh, right. Yeah. The two like green pentacle things. Yeah. Because they break the fourth wall more than other characters. So often. Right. All so, right. Oh, wait, no. Yeah. Go. Go. Um, silly or serious? Uh, let's go silly again. Okay. Um, yeah, let's do silly again. I think I, I, the serious questions pop into my head first, and I need to put silly twists on them. Um, give me some 
animated series or movies that would be god awful if you made them live action. I'll just look at what Disney's been doing. No, I'm kidding. Um, there, I I enjoyed Pinocchio. I I I will unashamedly I say it. I really enjoyed the live action Pinocchio. Um, my wife and I both watched it, and we really really enjoyed it. Now, do you want me to pick like actual animated cartoons? Yeah. Or make one, or make ones up. No, no. I want to know what animated cartoons would be god awful if they were live action. Why? If I was asking the ser- the serious version of this, I would say which ones would be cool if they were. But I want to know which ones would right. suck if they were, and why. Like, um, who would play the characters and stuff like that, and why would it be bad? Here, I'll ask it in a more silly way. Give no, me an animated show and tell me what could happen to make it really, really bad if it was live action. I don't know why, but my brain brain just keeps going to Attack on Titan. Oh my god, I don't want to see Titan. that. I it I could imagine the way it could be terrible is who would be to cast as the Titans. Oh, teeth. Ugh. And they're and they're so like um. They're already very like uh what's the word? Um didn't the live action attack on Titan or happen already or is in the works or something? It might be. Yeah. I what did I say? Um uh, what's that called? The 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 valley where things are like where things look uncanny human, valley. Like, yeah, the Titans already are very uncanny valley as it is. So now imagine it like if they were real, like um, CGI looking real, that'd be Let's see. Warner Brothers has been trying to get it made since 2017. I I I have a feeling that would or will be pretty bad. Honestly, I don't think it would be good. Who could play a Titan? Well, I mean, if it was an American remake, I mean, it's gonna be bad. (laughs) Jack Black as a Titan. (laughs) Like as a Titan. Yes. I mean, just think of all the actors you don't want to see naked. And giant. Well, yeah, but like the Titans don't have genitals, so like you wouldn't even see that. You just see their butts. So That's like fine. who has like I guess who has like the nastiest butts? You know, I, I actually you're gonna you're gonna laugh, but I think the most horrifying actor to be a Titan would be um Jimmy Fallon. Because he already kinda <laughs> looks like that already. Yeah. <laughs> you see what you mean? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> the, the 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 Titan fades. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they don't even need need to use makeup. They could just use Botox. They could just Titans. use Botox. Yeah, mm. I I don't so want to see a live action Tom and Jerry. Oh no, that would be bad. Just seeing a cat and mouse just like basically murdering each other. I would love to see a live action Itchy and Scratchy though. That would be funny. Well, I mean they kind of already have that. It's called like Happy Tree Friends. Happy Tree Friends. Yeah, I want to see a live action Happy Tree Friends. Oh no. This is when you say, what's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, no. Just making my skin crawl just thinking of that. Oh, my God. Happy tree friends. I haven't thought about that forever. I, I you just imagine like a like a bird ripping the eye out of a mouse and wrapping the socket around its neck and hanging it from a tree. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that happened at Happy Tree Friends. Imagine seeing that in live action. That's the right answer. Is Happy like, Tree Friends or like that one where the moose uh, he got his like leg stuck on a boulder and he had to like cut his leg off with a spoon and he's like hammering at his bone with a spoon and he turns out he chopped off the wrong leg. Oh god. My favorite thing about Happy Tree friends is it was like it was made for reaction videos before reaction videos were a thing oh yeah definitely it would have been bigger if reaction videos were a thing when it came out i've watched a few reaction videos for happy tree friends it's pretty fantastic speaking of like weird creepy shows that shouldn't be live action i know they did one live action episode but like could you imagine if the whole series of don't hug me i'm scared was live action oh it is live action. No, they're puppets. I wouldn't consider that live action. Puppets I mean, like, are live were... action. You're, that's like saying the Muppet Show wasn't live action. Uh, okay, okay, I get what you're saying. It's okay, not animated. Okay. Right? No, no, no. You're right. It is okay. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, there were some sections of Happy Tree, uh, Happy Tree Friends. Don't hug me. I'm scared. That's um, animated. Animated, but do you know the TV show came out? Oh. It's hard to find, but you can find it on YouTube if you look hard enough, but it's like six okay. episodes. So there's more Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Yeah, there's more. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. And they, they added a human character, which is really creepy. Well, that's weird. 
Yeah. Wait, it's, I thought that little, I thought that like yellow puppet guy was a human technically. No, like an actual human interacts with the puppets. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it it it's in it's in a couple of the episodes, but it's it it's really freaky. I watched a really interesting YouTube video of this person talking about um, "Don't hug me, I'm scared." At which point he was talking about um, the show basically is like a commentary on a lot of things obviously but like they were focusing specifically on like the like the yellow puppet and how basically it's a commentary on how he's autistic and basically kind of like what it's like to live in the world as an autistic person living in a neurotypical world i think that's valid the creators of don't hug me i'm scared have said that they left it open for interpretation there because i've i've heard that the the first series was based around it was a commentary on the media and well, no so the the video wasn't saying like those other interpretations aren't true it's just the it's just like yeah, that it was their character right that specific character is supposed to be like this is the representation of an autistic person and how they see the world in the 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 new tv show they flipped that on its head a bit i won't spoil it for you but yeah it they add a little bit more context and i think it's because they had a vi- the 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 series is a little different from the original internet shorts because hmm. they have a vision for what things mean a little bit more so they're telling a a little bit more clear of a, a more story concise, so that, like a concise story yeah so but it's still trippy it's still weird it's still dark it's they didn't lose its edge at all oh that's good okay i'll definitely check that out um but like one of the examples of uh the person talking about like the the like yellow puppy being like autistic was the first episode when they're talking about like making color like making uh creative things out of uh, the colors they like and it comes to him and he's like green and they're like green's not a creative color do it again and and, it, and he's just kind of like what like i don't get this um it's kind of like a thing of like basically telling autistic kids like hey you need to do this and then they do a thing and then everybody around them is like no that's wrong do it again but do it right and it's like what do you mean i just followed your directions <laughs> i like how this silly question got very serious <laughs> it happens i um i i really like what don't hug me i'm scared they they, they did some cool things for internet media and it's nice that they got a show it's too bad it's a uk show and it's a little hard to find but you can find it on youtube um with a vpn you could probably find it easier right yeah you probably could but i found it without a vpn okay yeah it it wasn't hard i just typed in don't hug me i'm scared tv series and stuff came up on youtube and i watched it there i'll look that up yeah it it wasn't pushed real hard they had a trailer on their page and then they took the trailer down and then just people had to find it on their own my guess is is it because it had to do with the channel it was on on the bbc Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that, no, that makes sense. Did we want to do one more, Brian? Um, we're we're not quite at time yet, so yeah, we're good. Uh, silly or serious? Or no, it was mine. So you yeah. go. Yeah, silly or serious, Brian. Silly, silly. Have to end on a silly note. Okay, we'll end on a silly note. Um, okay, I'll leave this one a little bit open. This isn't about a specific animation. I just want you to take your favorite animated series, whatever that is, your favorite animated series. If you had to pick one of the characters to be like your spouse, who would it be and why? Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, is it because he's really wealthy? Yeah, is that simple? <laughs> You're like, I want to marry the duck that has all the money in the world. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> that works. Okay, it's a very, very, very. It was fast answer. too. It's a very simple answer. Um, I'm more interested that that's your favorite animated series now that I think about it. What Ducktales? Yeah, I didn't know that was your favorite animated series. Yeah, Ducktales was amazing. Ducktales was great. I agree. I mean, we were talking about Batman the animated series earlier, and I grew up with that. I grew up with Ducktales too. Ducktales was after school cartoons. It was Disney. Yeah, afternoon. I liked. Yeah, I watched Ducktales too when I was younger. I was obviously younger than you, but I mean, I'm sure it's hard to label an animated series as a favorite. I think that was my favorite. Like, I really liked Darkwing Duck too. Um. Oh, but I think DuckTales was, awesome. was my absolute favorite. Um, I mean, as an adult, I probably have much deeper tastes in cartoons, and there's probably some animated series that I like more or less and or like more at different times. Mm. But yeah, Scrooge McDuck, easy answer. I don't think in go. any other series there's a better answer. What about <laughs> you? Um, honestly, okay, I know this show gets a lot of crap because it i don't know maybe it's not the best show but i liked it a lot i really liked she-ra like a lot like i really enjoyed she-ra and 
probably Catra. I was about to say, I can't remember any of the characters in that because I have never seen Shira. <laughs> Um, I, I say Catra because I am personally more like a Adora. Like if I was like, who am I in Shira? I think I'm Adora. So I would need the Catra to balance, even though she's like, you know, probably not the best person <laughs> in, the, in the world. Well, I love this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, I think we had some good talks about animation. Um, I recommended um, Dragon Prince to you. I highly recommend you watch it. It's just great yeah I'm the magic system and it is really cool oh i love when shows have good magic systems who's the guys who created avatar so of course it has a good magic system like that was one of the things i really loved about aragon the the um the book about the the dragons and all that stuff the magic I, I system magic. in dragon prince is similar to the drag magic system in avatar because it is element based mm -hmm. but it's unique in its own way but um yeah, it it's just such a cool series. I highly recommend it. It's Netflix. Easy. Yeah, magic systems are cool. I like I like the idea. If you of, really of like systems magic, magic systems, you should read Brandon Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson. He did a series called the Mistborn series, and the magic system involves um, people eat different kinds of metal, and it gives them different powers. That's so neat. And they burn the metal inside their body, and it lets them do the power. And certain people can only eat a certain kind of metal, and then there's some people who could do one or two or three or four or five. Oh wow! Yeah, it's called Mistborn. Okay. I, like I actually mist, wanted like to M -I -S -T? share. I actually wanted to M-I-S-T, yeah. I wanted to share a thing about Brandon Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson in the writing world is known as a very prolific writer. He's like many books per year. It's like insane how many books he writes. After I watched the Hank Green video, a Brandon Sanderson popped up in my recommended and it was like, I have bad news. And I'm like, oh my God, I just saw the thing by Hank Green. I don't want to hear bad news from Brandon Sanderson. And it was it came out a year ago. I didn't realize that until after I watched it. But the video, and he's like, overwhelm and burnout and pandemic and all this. And I have bad news for you. I lied to you. And I'm like, oh my God, what the hell am I watching? More bad news from someone I really like? And he goes, I secretly wrote another book. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus. And he talked about how burnout for him is not caused by writing, it's caused by travel. So since he had to do a lot of traveling for work, he dealt with the stress by writing an extra book. <laughs> That's one way to deal with stress, I guess. Yeah, hilarious. I, I need to read more like fiction. Um, this sounds like a cool series. I also really want to get into Discworld because, you know, with Harry Potter being not great, anymore thanks jk rowling for ruining that for us um i i, I hear a, a lot of people who used to like harry potter like you should get into Discworld instead. It's way better. Discworld is uh, Terry Pratchett? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would look up a guide on what to read first. I, yep. I've been sent the guides of like, of like, if you want this, start here. If you want that, start like, yeah, yeah. there's multiple places you could start depending on I what you're looking read, for. I have read some Discworld. And if you start from the beginning... A lot of the references are dated. So there are things you won't get. And there is no way you can get them because they're dated. The, fir the, the first book, Color of Magic, is still very good. But there were a few references in it I had to look up after. Because I didn't have any clue what he was referencing. Right, that'd be like us, like referencing like the Kardashians, and then like fifty years later, people being like, "What the? F what are they referencing?" Yeah, but I mean, there are some. I he references basically. Every major fantasy and sci-fi writer at the time, he references Dungeons and Dragons. It there's a lot, so there's something you're gonna pick up on. But one of the things is he references Dragons of Pern, and I know that's a very famous fantasy series, but I've never read any of them. I haven't read them either, right? So yeah, the um, but they're very good. They're, um, but one thing I do recommend is you can watch the movie Color of Magic, and <laughs> that's good too. <laughs> Basically, get the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Dragon Riders of Pern are big references in there. And, but I mean, that kind of thing can be good too, because it can encourage you to read the thing they're referencing after you look it up. I think a big reason why, especially a lot of like queer and trans people, like 
went to Discworld was because I guess in one of the books there is actually like a, a character that's like a trans man. Like yeah, a, a, it's, I think uh, it's like a dwarf. One of the Watch, one of the City Watch people. Right, and yeah. and like Pratchett doesn't like use him as like a joke or insulting or anything. It's just like yeah, this is what he is, and like that's okay. Yeah, the um the Death series are all very good especially hogfather okay that's where the um where the reference to death giving a girl a sword for christmas came from really okay yeah, that's where I that that's where from. that came from yeah so I'll, I'll wrap this up so we can do a quick bonus episode um i i appreciate getting to talk about animation was this a good experiment a good thing to try the sillier serious i thought it kept things it was a little cute bit and more fun. yeah it was cute and fun i enjoyed it if you have any ideas like this, feel free to bring them up. I, I'm trying to come up with more ways to keep episodes fresh. When you've been doing a show for this long, <laughs> it could be a disservice to us and our listeners if we don't have new things because the format's going to get old. So we need to change things up on occasion. And we're trying to do that. And the last thing we want to do is burn out and, you know, sometimes week after week after week working on and doing episodes it can happen um sorry to bring up a topic if you watch youtube right now half the content creators are talking about burnout it's yeah. like the youtube topic right now and i think it's because there was so much content created during the pandemic and now three years later people are like i, I don't know if i can do this anymore well um, i feel like also this topic seems to come up around this time uh, not as much as right now but a little bit because we're just now getting out of the like the like um the the big rush of when um of when advertisers sell the most so like december january like these times advertisers make them um spend the most on um on advertisements because one christmas time two tax returns so people have more money so like this is a really big like content time and so we're getting into the summer where there's going to be less money so like all these people have just spent like the last like six months just like nose to the grind and uh, yeah it, it's and then there's really us tough. who hasn't done anything like that well anyway we could talk a little bit more about that on the bonus episode but for now i've been super big and brian i was joined by insert nickname here bye everybody we love you this has been nerd podcast radio stay nerdy stay informed and stay awesome and stay awesome